Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and we have a great show for you today. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I would tell you if it wasn't going to be great. So this is a good show. I hope you enjoy it. Before we get to the news, I do need to let you know a few things. I need to have my laptop repaired. One of the speakers in my new laptop has blown, and I need to get it repaired. I keep putting it off but I need to get it done because it's getting worse. So um, Tuesday's episode will be GM's earnings call. The following episode will be Stellantis's earnings call, Stellantis's earnings call. And the episode after that will be Fisker's earnings call. And I'm going to pre-record all of those episodes this weekend so that I can send my laptop in to be repaired. One more thing before we get to the news. I spent four hours today in an EV training class for first and second responders, second responders being tow truck operators and that kind of thing. And it was it was a really good class. It was de- very detailed, four hours. I give similar classes, but they're not nearly as detailed, and they're usually, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. And I just give them to on-duty crews. I, I'm not going out and traveling like the uh, the the gentleman who gave this class was but it was a really good in-depth class and i've asked this gentleman to be on the show he agreed to be on the show which is awesome because he has a unique point of view based on the company he works for he's also a firefighter but the company he works for in his side job and that kind of thing i think it's going to be a really good show i'm going to reach out to him right after i get my laptop back so expect to see an episode the next month or two would be my guess. Anyway, uh, very excited to share that with you. It was, it was a really good class. He, he did a really good job teaching it. All right, enough of that. Let's move on to the news. In our EV news this week, or on this episode, Mazda is finally making an electric Mazda Miata. It'll be arriving in 2026. That was a hard word for me. There was some other information in the announcement. I'll put the link in the show notes. But because the vehicle won't be arriving until 2026, a lot of things can change. And I just don't feel like spending the time on talking about specs that are basically uh, promised pie-in-the-sky specs. Speaking of that, Sony slash Honda's new EV brand, Afila, 
<laughs> they say that their new EV will come out of the box capable of level three autonomy. To which I say, sure. Sure. It's easy to make promises well before your product is released. <laughs> and that's a big promise, level three autonomy. Especially from a company that doesn't currently sell electric vehicles. Does Honda have a fully electric vehicle right now that's worth any uh, worth a look? I can't think if they do or they don't. And Sony doesn't build vehicles, so level three out of the gate, thats that seems like a stretch. Moving on, Nikola. Remember when Nikola Motors had a, one of their hydrogen electric trucks? catch fire behind their headquarters happened just a few weeks ago well one of those trucks actually caught fire again at its headquarters it reignited on sunday no one was injured but i have a theory so i went through this class today that i was talking about and uh one of the the, the things that the instructor talked about was when you get water in those battery cells that's not good for the battery cells which i knew and over time, you could get thermal runaway again because there's there's been water ingress into that battery pack. And it's just sitting there. And over time, it weakens the cell. And then we get into thermal runaway. So that may be why this occurred. I would imagine that Nikola is going to get to the bottom of this. But I don't think they're going to share it with anybody. But, you know, just so you know. A few weeks ago, we heard from GM's CEO, Mary Barra. She was talking about GM possibly bringing back the Chevy Bolts, but she, she wasn't going to comment on future products, but it could happen. Well, now it's official. It's happening. The Bolt is coming back, but this time it will be built on the Ultium platform. I don't think this is a shock to anybody. What we don't know is how much it's going to cost, what's it going to look like, the specs of the vehicle, or anything else that would be useful but that was in the earnings call. So we'll hear more about that next week. Uh, let's see. Can I sing for you? I'm, I'm not going to sing. I'm going to recite words that sound very much like Janis Joplin's Bobby McGee, one of my favorite songs. From a Kentucky cold mine to the California sun, Rivian is trying to sell you cars, but not in this case. Rivian is partnering up with energy company Bright Night and the Nature Conservancy, and they will be converting and uh, <laughs> they will be converting a Kentucky coal mine into a solar energy center, which sounds like a really fun place to hang out. The mine in question is the Starfire Mine, and it's one of the largest coal mines in the United States. Once the Starfire Mine is transformed into this energy solar center, whatever it was called. It'll be called the Bright Night Starfire Renewable Energy Center. So bury the lead there. It'll produce 800 megawatts and have the capacity to support over 170,000 homes a year. Bright Night will also add an additional one gigawatt hours of renewable energy to that uh, particular project, which is huge. This will help Rivian reach carbon neutrality because they have their plant in normal Illinois, and then they also have a plant, I believe it's in Tennessee now. I'm doubting myself. Maybe it's in Kentucky. I think it's in Tennessee. The project will be built in four phases. Phase one will start in 2025. Also, just kind of a side note, Rivian has updated their con their online configurator for the R1T, and you can now purchase a dual-motor standard battery pack 
Rivian R1T for $73,000. That's a dual motor, and that will get you a range of 270 miles. Stellantis is working with SAFT, a French battery company, and the French National Center for Scientific Research to eliminate two components from the electric powertrain, which is crazy because these two components are kind of important. It's the onboard charger and the power inverter for the motor. Stellantis says by eliminating this, they can free up space, which lightens the vehicle. It improves efficiency, cost, and reliability. The power inverter, if you don't know, makes sure that the current goes to the right components, right? The right amount of current to the right components. The power inverter also converts DC power back to AC when it's coming from, when power is coming from the battery. And the onboard charger converts AC power to DC power. Uh, And you might be saying to yourself, well, what about DC fast charging? Well, when you DC fast charge or level three charge your vehicle, it skips past that altogether and goes directly to the battery. Now, the battery management system probably plays a role in that, but the actual onboard charger does not. It goes directly into the battery, that energy. Stellantis plans on replacing those components with small inverter boards that are mounted very close to the battery packs. Now, they don't go into a lot of detail on this. I would really like to see how this works in you know the real world and what the long-term issues may or may not be. And I'm not saying this isn't going to work. I just I'm just saying I'd like to see I'd like to see the results of the, the, the testing, the good and the bad. Probably won't. But it's an interesting idea for sure. And speaking of interesting ideas, BMW Group, GM, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes Group, and Stellantis are all teaming up on a new DC fast charging network that will span North America. And <laughs> maybe not all of North America, we'll see. Um, and I'll talk about that later. But these, this DC fast charging network will be backed by all renewable energy. It would be powered, I should say, by all renewable energy. One of the names in here doesn't sound right. And let me read this back off, back to again, and maybe you could pick it out. BMW Group, GM, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes, and Stellantis. Did you, did you hear the one that sounds weird? Honda seems like a bit of a stretch to me because they are, they were very resistant and maybe still are very resistant to creating electric vehicles with the Honda brand instead of the Fila brand. Ah, I mean, I'm glad they're on board, but man, it seems a little weird. And before you you ask, before you, you send me an email, yes, it will support CCS and NACS charging. It also support plug and charge capabilities. I don't know that all, you know, vehicles will be able to do plug and charge, but it's there. The technology is there. And the charging network will be open to all EVs. There's no word on Chatamo, but it's not looking good. If you have a Nissan Leaf with Chatamo or a Mitsubishi with Chatamo, you're probably not going to be able to charge here without an adapter. So they're going to open in the U.S. next year. Canada will come a little bit later. They didn't give us a time frame. But you know what what North American country they didn't mention at all? Mexico, (laughs) which is part of North America. Uh, so we'll see, uh, granted this is, I didn't read the press release. This came directly from an article, but most of these articles are written from the press releases. So sorry, Canada and Mexico, you are our neighbors and I appreciate you. 
The Oak Ridge National Laboratory, in partnership with Navitas Systems, who I interviewed actually on the show uh, during CES, they have a new method for applying lithium to electrodes of EV batteries. So the current method is creating a slurry, which is kind of like a witch's brew of goo that has solvents that are very toxic. And it's also probably more expensive than it needs to be. Oak Ridge and Navitas, uh, they developed a method that uses uh, a powdered-based material instead of a wet, uh, instead of the wet method that we just talked about. It also allows manufacturers to pack more active materials in the electrode, and it's more stable than the current slurry that we were mentioning before. The advantage or one of the advantages is not only could it improve EV battery performance, but it could also expand the lifespan of that battery, which is great. We want that. The dry electrode is compatible with other electrode manufacturing equipment, so they wouldn't really have to uh, you know, swap out a whole factory to make this work. It's also fairly easy to manufacture. Another benefit is that it lowers cost because manufacturers can eliminate coating and the solvent equipment. Brian Steinhoff of Navitas says that manufacturers could reduce their footprint by their manufacturing footprint by 40 to 50 percent with using this method, which is significant. The downside is that the electrode is actually thicker, which may cause some unforeseen issues down the line, but they're still in testing. And there's actually several companies that are working on a dry electrode solution. But I thought this one was worth mentioning. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, that is it for our EV news today. Just real quick, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. You can also find a link to ACAST Plus where you can also support the show. If you sign up for ACAST Plus, I think that's great. If you could send me an email, because ACAST doesn't send me an email when new people sign up. So I have no idea. I have no way to thank you. Uh, Just send me an email and let me know. I do check it more often than I used to. Uh, I used to not check it at all because I didn't know anybody signed up for it. So that's my bad. Anyway, uh, it gives you an ad-free experience and all the money donated to the show or pledged to the show goes back into the actual operation of the show. My wife and I have jobs. Uh, we don't need money to, to extra money to pay our bills. It's just to keep this show running. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get to go to either the LA Auto Show or I'll get to go to CES again. We'll see. All right, let's jump into our Tesla news. Tesla has confirmed that the supercharger V4 has 350 kilowatts of output power. I should have said that a little bit differently. It delivers 350 kilowatts, which currently none of the Teslas can accept, but maybe in the future, like Cybertruck. In addition to that, V4 superchargers will have longer cables, in addition to the longer cables, which I'm sure a lot of people like, especially those folks who are driving EVs that don't that aren't Teslas, but they want to charge on it, they're going the the V4 superchargers are rated at a thousand volts and up to 615 amps, which is we talked about before. That allows components and wires and stuff inside the EV to be shrunken down quite a bit, and it also reduces heat to the battery. Batteries don't like heat; it's it's bad, bad. So pretty cool for the V4 supercharger. Although I don't think much of this is is something that we didn't suspect, but good to get, finally get the confirmation. On Tesla's most recent earnings call, Elon mentioned that in Q3, Tesla would be temporarily shutting down factories for upgrades. Well, we've officially started that. Fremont was the first. All right, here. Tesla is now offering 84-month financing, which is seven years. And, you know, I believe that time is universal across all countries. So seven years in the United States is also seven years in, let's say, Florida or another country. Some Tesla folks think that Ford is the major OEM that Elon mentioned during the earnings call that is interested in licensing full self-driving. And to that, I say probably not. Ford is pretty pretty far along on their their um, Ford Cruise. Is that what they call it? Whatever it is. They're pretty far along on that. So I would doubt that they would abandon everything they put into that for to license just to license it from Tesla that doesn't make much sense to me like they had all of the folks from that autonomous driving company that they hired they didn't hire everybody but they hired you know a decent amount of them so i don't think this is likely honestly i think Volkswagen is the most likely culprit Stellantis maybe but Volkswagen it's closer 
I mentioned Mercedes-Benz on that that Q2 earnings call, and that was silly. I shouldn't have done that because right now Mercedes is is testing level three autonomy in Nevada and California, and we've even talked about this that on this show. So I don't think that's a a reasonable uh, option either. So my guess is Stellantis or VW, and more likely VW. All right, I feel like I'm getting a little loose. It's really hot in this room. I've turned the air conditioning up so that you guys don't have to hear the air conditioning in the background. And I'm very hot. It was, I think it was 119 today, and it's still 107 degrees outside, and it is 9 o'clock at night. So, yeah, it's unpleasant here. Anyway, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to sweat, and dehydration has set in. And I don't feel like I'm starting to sweat. I am starting to sweat. Moving on, because it's too much information, Tesla has issued recalls for Model Y, X, and S because the front-facing cameras might be misaligned. Now, this could affect emergency braking, forward collision warnings, lane keep assist. Uh, There are a total of 1,337 vehicles that are part of this recall. Model S is built from January 24th to July 10th. Model X's built January 17th to July 2023 and Model Y's built on April 27th to July 2020 or to July 13th, 2023, obviously. Um, I don't know if my Model Y is a part of this. I have not received a notification that it was, but I have mentioned on this show before that my car does weird things with the uh, forward collision warning. Like cars in the other lane will be slowing down and I'll get a forward collision warning, which is a problem because not because I'm not paying attention because I am paying attention. It's a problem because I have Tesla insurance and that's one of the things they ding you on is that forward collision warning. Tesla will inspect and adjust the camera for free, but just be aware if you own a vehicle with those dates and those models, you, you may see a recall coming soon. Okay, this is our final story. Here, here it goes. This is this story is going to be helpful for maybe twenty five people who listen to this show. You have to be in a very specific part of the world for this to work out for you. So, what is it? What am I talking about? If you live in certain parts of California, you can buy a Model Three for around fourteen thousand dollars. Zoran nine one zero two on Twitter or Zohar bought a Model 3 for $13,620, brand new. So he combined federal tax credits and state and local rebates in order to do this. So let's we'll just kind of break it down here. He went on and found a inventory Tesla Model 3 rear-wheel drive. It's a hard word for me, rear-wheel drive, three words, uh, for $37,120. So that's in Tesla's current inventory. He was able to purchase that. He also took advantage of the $500 Tesla referral program. Somebody referred him. He gets $500 and three months free of full self-driving. And then he got $7,500 in a rebate from clean vehicle from the Clean Re- Vehicle Rebate Project. And he got $4,000 from Electrify Your Ride Program Central Coast Community Energy. And he had an additional $4,000 from the Monterey Bay Air Resource District and EV Incentive Program. 
And then he got a $7,500 tax credit. In total, that equals $23,000 in incentives. Now, I didn't do the math, but that's what the article said it equals. Uh, I think actually think it's a 23500 if I'm just glancing at this the right way. Uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Now, obviously, not everybody's going to be able to take advantage of this. Very few people are going to be able to take advantage of it. But I'm telling you this because there are programs out there that you should be looking into in your community. Like when I installed the level two charger in my garage this week, um, I get $250 back. I think I mentioned this, but I get $250 back from my utility. And then I get another $1,000 tax credit on top of that that my wife and I should qualify for. And all, you know, out the door, I'm about a little over $1,500 for the install and the charger. Um, and I'll get about $1,250 back in tax credits and rebates. So I'm out the door for about 300 bucks for an install charge or for a charger install. So not too bad. Um, it's definitely worth looking up and seeing what's available in your area where you live and take advantage of these tax credits and rebates while they're available. All right, everybody, that is it for me this week. I'm going to just go ahead and apologize because I have no idea <laughs> how intelligible or not intelligible or uh, I'm not even sure if those are words right now. I am so hot. <laughs> it is so hot in this room. All right, I'm going to sign off. I hope you all are having a wonderful summer. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you for listening. So thank you very much for doing that. All right. Good night, everybody.